0: hey everybody welcome back to games with bill it is 4 50 p.m on uh, september 29th 2022 and i have got some news for you guys listen this is games with bill your almost daily micro podcast about the video game industry each episode i take one topic from the gaming industry and talk about it for hopefully less than 10 minutes and today we are talking about stadia for those of you that don't know I did stadia cast for a couple of years I was a huge supporter of the platform and well that platform is shutting down and there's a lot of people who've been saying oh Stadia is dead for a really really long time and they're all gonna be they're all gonna be saying see I told you I told you. Uh, But a lot of those people, they never tried it because Stadia worked really, really well. I think that the reason that it's shutting down, or well, I think the reason that it didn't take off the way that I I hoped that it would was for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, Google made a huge misstep at the very beginning. Um, The misstep that they made was they constantly were talking about resolution, and frame rate, trying to outdo the competition in terms of sheer numbers. And while that's, that's great, if you can back it up, their hardware was pretty powerful stuff, but it was also unfamiliar to many developers. And because it was unfamiliar to many developers, and many developers weren't used to working with Linux, they struggled to get good resolutions and frame rates in the games. Yes, there were games that ran at 4K, 60, and it was really fantastic. But at the same time, a lot of people, or I'm sorry, a lot of devs struggled to hit those those really good frame rates. And because they were struggling, it made Google look like a bunch of liars. Now, another reason that Stadia has failed is because they they did not do a good job managing expectations at the very beginning. It had leaked or come out that Google was working on this Netflix for gaming experience. And because people were talking about this Netflix for gaming experience, they were thinking, oh, well, it's like Netflix in a monetization model. And that's not the case. It was like Netflix in that you stream the games to your house Without having to have like the physical media. Like that's how it was the Netflix of gaming. But all of the people on YouTube and uh, all of the mainstream gaming press, they all latched onto this idea of Netflix for gaming. And Google didn't say anything at the time. They didn't say, well, hold on, guys, calm down. That's not what we mean. We're going to talk about it soon, but just hold your horses. They never managed expectations. And expectations invariably breed disappointment when some company doesn't meet the expectations that other people have made for them. So when Google announced that it wasn't this monetization model of pay a subscription fee and get access to the entire library they got a lot of bad press and that bad bad press just kept coming back to them over and over and over again and it it pushed people away from trying stadia another reason that stadia had failed in my opinion is they didn't go, do a good enough job onboarding people they had made a huge mistake at the very beginning And I understand why they made this mistake, but the huge mistake that they made was they locked trying Stadia behind buying hardware. And you're supposed to think, well, hold on a sec. This is supposed to be playing a game without buying hardware, right? Yes. So why was Google forcing you to buy their controller and a Chromecast Ultra in order to use the service? Well, I think that they were doing that in order to keep the numbers of people who are using the service low. That way they could test and see how well it was doing and then expand the number of people that could play. So, of course, when they have this hardwareless streaming video game system that you have to then buy hardware for, that gives the mainstream gaming press more reasons to say, ah, see, this is stupid. You shouldn't like it. And everybody latched on to all of the things that everybody was saying, and they, they just refused to try it. They never tried it. They never saw that, hey, it actually works really well. And another reason that Stadia has failed is because different people have different networking environments. When I go to a store and I buy an Xbox and you go to a store and you buy an Xbox and we hook them up to our TV and we put a game in and we play them, we get the same experience. When I try and use Google Stadia and you try and use Google Stadia our networks determine how good of an experience that we have. Now, this is completely out of Google's control. So that's yet another reason why it failed, because some people would be like, this is working fantastically well. And other people would be trying it with terrible internet and getting a terrible experience. And then they would, they would, of course, say things on the internet because people who are having a fantastic time don't generally stop what they're doing to go post- this is great on the internet. Only the negative stuff gets out there. And again, more negativity feeds into this idea of Stadia doesn't work very well and Stadia is bad. On top of that, they weren't getting the AAA games that they needed. There were a lot of people who were like, Stadia needs exclusives. I completely disagree with that. The thing that Stadia needed was the games that people were playing on all of the other platforms. Think about it. This is a time when the gaming industry had just launched the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, and nobody could get those devices. So Google should have been able to be like, hey, devs, bring your games to Google Stadia, and we're just going to let people play streaming it. That way, people can still play your games, even if they can't get their hands on the next-gen consoles. And they, they weren't able to do that most likely for one of the first reasons that I said, was because devs had a hard time dealing with Linux as a distribution uh, platform and this uh, you know, very, very specific hardware that they'd never really encountered before. So all of these things combined together made Stadia kind of just limp along. And then they had their moment in the sun. Cyberpunk 2077 launched. And on the PlayStation 4, it was terrible. And on the Xbox One, it was terrible. And on the PC, you needed really beefy hardware in order to run it. But on Stadia, it ran incredibly well. And because it ran incredibly well, everybody was talking about, hey, this is actually pretty good. Look at how awesome Stadia is playing this game, and I don't have to have a box under my TV in order to play it. So how does Google capitalize on this? This is literally... I I don't know the exact timeline, but I think it was like three weeks after all of the good press that was coming from Cyberpunk 2077. How does Google capitalize on this? They shut down their first-party development studio. Studio Games and Entertainment, run by by Jade Raymond, was making first-party stuff for Stadia, and Google said... "Uh, It's really expensive to run a gaming studio, so we're going to shut that down, and we're going to try and get third-party studios instead. (laughs) Just tap it. My stupid Google just responded to me. Knock it off, Google. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, that's how they responded. They responded by all of this great press that they were getting, and then they said, yeah, we're going to shut down SG&E. Uh, And of course, everybody latched onto this and said, Stadia is dead. And it just reinforced this idea that Stadia was not a viable platform. And then over the next however long it's been since then, it just continued to limp along. There were, of course, some companies that would bring their games to the platform, companies like Capcom, companies like uh, Ubisoft, um, EA even brought like Madden and FIFA to the platform, but they wouldn't do crossplay, So you couldn't play with your friends and because you couldn't play with your friends unless they were on Stadia, it was not a great experience because the number of people who were using Stadia was pretty small. And that meant that multiplayer games were really hard to get games for. So all of these things together led to the downfall of Stadia. But there is a silver lining that I think I cannot believe they're doing this. They are doing this to avoid getting a lawsuit, guaranteed. But they are refunding everything that you've purchased: everything, hardware, software, everything except for Stadia Pro. They are going to be refunding all of that to you. I don't know when, but let, let me read the FAQ. How long will I be able to play my games on Stadia? until january 18th 2023 will all games work as expected during this time for the most part but probably some uh some games that require you to do like pay in for like like elder scrolls online or something like that that might run into issues because you can't pay anything like you can no longer give stadia any money what about my game progress can i take games to another platform Sometimes you can use Google checkout in order to get your game saves out of Google Stadia, but not all other platforms are going to allow you to upload save games. So there's definitely an issue there. Will I get a refund? What's available for a refund? This is, this is the answer. We will be offering refunds for all Stadia hardware purchases, Stadia controller founders edition, premier edition and play and watch with Google TV packages made through the Google Store, and software transactions, game and add-on purchases through Stadia Store. Stadia Pro subscriptions are not eligible for a refund. However, you will be able to continue playing your games in Pro without any further charges until the final wind-down date. Do I have to return my hardware to get a refund? Uh, Most hardware purchases, all the ones that I just listed, made directly from Google will not need to be returned, more details on how to obtain your refund for your hardware purchases will be posted in the coming weeks. Let's just think about this for a second. Stadia sold you a game for 60 bucks, of which some of that money went to the publisher, and now they are refunding that $60 back to you. Google is taking an absolute beating on this. They are losing so much money. How and when will I get refunded? Uh, we are working through this process now and we'll keep this article updated. I'll put this article in the show notes, by the way. As we define the process of each of the countries in different situations, our intent is to have the majority of refunds processed back to the original payment by January 18, 2023. Um, why can I no longer purchase games? Well, good gravy people, Why would you want to purchase games on a platform that's getting shut down? Uh, I ordered something via pre-order. Will I get charged? All future pre-orders will be canceled, and you will not be charged. If you are already charged, you will be refunded your payment. I paid with a gift card I've since thrown away. How do I get my refund? We're working on it. That is the essentials for this uh, this shutdown of Stadia. I know I went a little long on this episode, but that's because this is really, really big news. Uh, and I just wanted to, to make sure that you guys knew all about it but as of january 18th 2023 stadia is no longer um i think that the channel in the community discord is going to be changed to cloud and i will move the geforce now uh, conversation and luna conversation into that channel as those don't really get nearly as much conversation in them as the stadia channel did uh anyway thank you so much for listening to the show Uh, If you have yet to check out the Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash NerdNest to get all of my episodes ad-free. And if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, we are almost at 28,000 subscribers over there. So youtube.com slash NerdNest. I'll see you guys on the next one. From the NerdNest, I'm Bill. Stay rad, everybody.